Today on This American Dice, we bring to you more Game Master Advice. Sit down with Austin and David as they get into some topics, specifically trying to find the truth. See if you can handle it today on This American Dice. All right. So, This American Dice is back with some more GM advice. I'm Austin, and I'm joined, of course, by... David. That's me. Oh, my God. All right. And uh, we're going to give you some advice on a topic that doesn't always come up, but especially in Powered by the Apocalypse games, it comes up. And particularly when characters run into conflicts with one another, when player characters Mm. are in conflicts Mm. with one another, this comes up. It is ill-advised in PTBA PTBA games. Uh, I think it is ill-advised, but it is also pushed for by the way a lot of the stuff works. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, In Dungeon World, it doesn't work well, and I think Dungeon World doesn't push in that direction. I feel Apocalypse World does the opposite. It pushes in that direction really hard Mm -hmm. that you should be in conflict with each other. Um... Yeah, I I think that's a big deal. Uh, But, and that is the issue of honesty in play. And here's what I mean by that. What a way to bury the lead. I know. Um, So, when, you're good. When you have a character who is reading another person, how, and they get a list of questions that they can ask another character, how honest does the PC have to be. Yeah, this is interesting because it's going to be a different answer based on PC and NPC, I think. Because as a PC playing this game, I want to be as honest as possible just to make the most drama happen, you know? Like if I were, um, I don't know, a theoretical example, like a trying to come up with something funny but it's not going to happen but if I was like oh my character is going to plotting to knife you in the belly your character is yeah your character Austin Mm -hmm. Um, not Austin as a player that would be different I'm always plotting that yeah yeah. you've made it very yeah this is my chance damn it (laughs) finally well, I mean, it, just in in uh, the L5R game, your character was regularly in various machinations mm-hmm. regarding the other PCs. Yeah, I want to say I was always honest, but I don't know. I might have to listen back to the tape. But I think as it's a player... It's real short. You can whip through that in a day or so. Yeah, very easy. I feel as a player, I would always want to kind of put that on the line um, because that's more interesting if the players kind of know that that um, I'm up to no good, and what are they going to react, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if I were running the game and I was the NPC, or, you know, if they were reading an NPC, I feel that would be a different kind of situation. I don't know. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, I'll point you back to a situation we had years ago um, when we played that SCUP game, The Sword, The Crown, and The Unspeakable Power. Yeah, was this the recorded uh, one, or... The not recorded. The one. not recorded one with okay. Andrew and Nee. The better and, one. Um, well, the not the fucked non, up by not recording. The non one shot one. And that game was that game was good, um, but at some point, I decided like, my character is going to be kind of a bad guy mm-hmm. and is going to have conflicts with these other characters and yeah. especially Andrew's character. And so at some point, I, um, I your your uh, I don't know. Um, Impetus, like your modus operandi, was just to uh, 
be like an asshole to yeah. everybody, right? Kind like of. Like you're Braun, kind of. You're trying to channel yeah, Braun. Yeah, I, I think I was like, oh, he's a combination of um, the Hound and Braun. Yeah, that's right. And so. Both shitty characters. <laughs> not shitty characters. Very good characters, but like asshole characters. Yeah, and so at some point I kind of grabbed Andrew and like tried to force him to tell me some information. And mm-hmm. it was basically like, I was trying to figure out, are you responsible for this thing? And he gave an answer that like technically answered the question, but as the player, I knew that that information was like misleading. So it was kind of like a misleading answer to the question. And I wonder if in those situations, you should mm-hmm. say like, it should be the situation of, and to go outside of just Powered by the Apocalypse games, how honest do some of these things have to be? There are certain moves in games that, for instance, can I tell if this character is lying? Mm-hmm. Um, make an insight check or whatever it is in d and right. Sense motive is what it used to be, right? Yeah, I think now um, it's insight, yeah. Yeah, so is this person lying? Well, if the person is giving, like, a Weasley oil executive answer, or, like, right. a Bill Clinton, like, well, no, I did not, technically. And this is actually a no. great, this is a fun, great historical tidbit about Bill Clinton's I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Sexual relations were defined as anything that could give that person pleasure. And so his definition, so the definition that they defined in the weird subpoena, he was answering, well, she was blowing me, so I wasn't giving her pleasure by that going on. So technically, according to your definition, no, we weren't having sexual relations, which is like such a crazy fucking thing. Yeah, you won. Exactly, and we all know he looked like a rose. Uh, but it looked like a rose. On a grape. <laughs> um, but he, like... Well, the American Art Story people are making a show of that. Really? You know, this about the Clinton thing. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I just wonder with these games, when you have these moves that can figure out if a person's lying, or you have these moves that require an answer how much truth is necessary and we in a um yeah so i just wanted your thoughts on that and then i'll get to the other thing in a second so that's super interesting because one of my um awesome will definitely call me on this but i feel like one of my main characters that i reuse all the time is like i'm the i'm the mastermind i'm the the silver tongue mastermind i try to be just a little finger in several Mm -hmm. different games I play. I feel yeah. that's such an interesting character to be. Yeah, but you I keep calling yourself Tiny Thumb. Yeah, oh no, I've, <laughs> I've messed up. But yeah, I think that's a, I don't know if I play them well, but I, it's a really fun character to try to play. So like the, the evil kind of not maybe selfish mastermind is a better way to say it. The schemer. Yeah, the schemer for sure. Oh, in the record it um, scuff game, I, I was that character. Yes, that's true. Um, which is a, a very fun character um, to play. And just to see in film or whatever, TV, whatever. Anyway, uh, so if someone has the opportunity to kind of just reveal all your schemes, it's, um, as a player, it's, like, disheartening to a degree, you know? It's, like, I think in the one-shot when we were playing, I was just like, I don't care. It's a one-shot. Yeah. 
explain everything. Oh, like, no, the schemes I've developed over these 25 minutes have been yeah, ruined. exactly. No, the best laid plans, God has laughed at them. <laughs> but yeah, to give um, some, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Um, give some some credit to to Andrew, who's playing the witch, I think, which was yes. like the schemy wizard kind yeah. of person. And I think my, in my character, who was the... The gauntlet? The gauntlet, yeah. And who was basically just like the hound and bronze. I think I was just like physically forcing him. Yeah. Like, like, if you don't answer, tell me this stuff, I'm going to punch you to death. Yeah, so. And my character literally had a special gauntlet that punched people to death. That's true, yeah. Um, it's it's very tempting to not reveal the whole thing. It, yeah, it's a very tricky situation because it's like you have to weigh what is more interesting for the the greater story and mm-hmm. what is more interesting for the character because it would suck if like um you know uh let's say uh oh, i'm forgetting everyone's name this is great please edit all this out but uh uh beans what's beans what did you just say yeah who was who was uh bean in a uh, game of thrones Sean Bean. Oh, Sean Bean, Ned Stark. Sorry, you, when you, you said Beans, I was like, we don't Beans know anyone character. named Beans. <laughs> Give me some Beans, Austin. <laughs> no, Sean Bean, uh, Ned Stark, yes, thank oh, you. Oh, that beautiful When Stark Ned Stark, footage. like, I think there was a scene where he, like, grabbed Littlefinger and was like, tell, tell me everything. And he's like, well, I'm just going to kill you. It doesn't matter. And he just tried to kill him, I guess. Yeah. Um, it would be different, like a different show if he was like, well, I'm going to do this and this thing, and then your daughter, I'll try to make your daughter, um, you know, marry the prince, and there, therefore, like, the, the the 20 steps of his, like, mm-hmm. garbage plan that doesn't barely make sense at this point even. But, like, oh, and then she'll go to this other world, and she wears a crown, and it'll, one thing will poison it with the Lady of Crowns, and it's like, oh, my God, shut up. But... Here's here's my thought with that though. If you have a situation where one character is demanding the truth from another character, and now mm-hmm. you enter a role in that, if um, if you don't get if you get the Weasley uh, that Bill Clinton type answer, right, or you yeah. get the sneaky oil executive yeah. answer. Are That's you, bad. Are you yes. robbing the player that made the role? of what's going on. Or, counterwise, if you say, like... Because an easy thing that you could do, especially in Powered by the Apocalypse games, is... Um, sure, Bill Clinton gives you that answer, but you take a look at him and you go, oh, you know that lady sucked his dick. Like, you you know it. Like, he didn't say it. He said something else, but, like, the way he danced around this, you know that's not true. He definitely did. That's a great point. So I know in a Powered by the Apocalypse World games, that's a great way to do it. Now, here's the issue. If they're both PCs, is it stealing something from the character being questioned by revealing then Littlefinger's thing of like, no, Littlefinger's doing this. Maybe not giving the whole plan, but giving the most direct answer to Ned's question right then of like, you know this based on how this guy's like, like, oh no, I'm also the mayor of Baltimore and the wire. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, I think it's always best to, especially in those specific moves, where part of the game is that you're going to be honest in answering these. I think part of, part of the moves is 
the players and the GM or the MC are going to be honest answering them. Like, I think that's implicitly part of the, hmm. like, specifically in the rules, it says you're going to be honest, so you can't lie about it. So that that's getting that out of the way. So do you think as a GM, even if the other person, if they were like, oh, I say this kind of a thing, and they kind of think they have a slick answer, do you think it's within a, it's a good GM move to be like, they give you that slick answer, but you know, here's the deal. Uh, yes, absolutely. That was my follow-up. It's okay. like, that's perfect. Like, uh, especially even as a player, like if it was um, like a little finger situation like we were describing and beans, as I like to call it, Stark. <laughs> I hope there's someone um, who listens to this and is like, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. And they're just like, who are these beans? little fingers and beans? Who's bean? Little fingers and beans tonight on CBS. <laughs> but yeah, if he was like, oh, I'm trying to think of a question he would ask. I don't know. Oh, wh- where's your brothel? And he was like, down the street. I don't know. And y- you... You could say, oh, down the street, and then he, but he shifts his eyes, and you see him look over to the left, and you know that, oh, it's, he's staring right at the, where the brothel is. That's a little finger thing, yeah, perfect. Saved it. (laughs) But I think you should try to, I think you should, especially when it's player versus player, I think you should try to weigh what would be more dramatic versus your own, like, dumb plot going mm-hmm. on like uh, I feel like I always try to be these mastermind things and I try to protect my little plans all the time and in the past I've definitely protected them too much I feel it's way more fun if you just let them be as delicate as they are like the house of cards that they they actually are although don't watch that show because you know it's cancelled I'm bad I'm a bad guy <laughs> who's bad right. politics but um, I do declare <laughs> No, just let them have like know the truth. Sometimes that's even more interesting. Like, oh, maybe you could bribe them now. Maybe they'll join your side. Maybe you can convince them to do this. Or who are they going to tell? Who knows? Maybe you'll have to kill them. Or it's it's often more interesting if you just tell them the whole truth and see what their reaction is. You know? Yeah, I think another thing with that is another thing here to think about is furthermore is is furthering your point. The story elements to it mm-hmm. and. I'm going to reference a thing that hasn't come out yet from our uh, This American Monster game that oh, should be coming out in just a few weeks, possibly is starting to come out while this is being aired, because oh this gosh. will be in a few weeks. Uh, um, but I won't reference that. Instead, I'll reference the McElroy stuff, their amnesty arc that also used the Monster of the Week system. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in that game, at some point, Justin's character got some of the moves from, I think he switched playbooks to be a mundane. And mm-hmm. one of the moves that the mundane has is... Um, well, he, that's your favorite playbook. The mundane playbook is a comp, is a troubling one at times for me um, because of some of its moves. Whoever would be the mundane would is, is first of all, stupid <laughs> and shouldn't be playing games. Probably. Secondly. No, the... Um, no, the, the mundane playbook is tough uh, because it very much pushes the character to play the pushes the like player the to play the character distress. in a certain way. It's called um, Trust Me is the name of the move. Mm-hmm. And it says when you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll plus charm. Mm-hmm. All right? And um, Right, okay, yeah. And if you get a ten plus, they'll do what you say. Do you what you say they should, no questions asked. On a seven to nine, they do it, but the keeper chooses one. 
They ask you a hard question first. They stall or dither. They have a better idea on a miss. They're going to think you're crazy and maybe dangerous too. So one of the problems... That's on a miss? Yes. So one of the problems you have with that is, I think in order to activate that move, we get into this topic of how truthful do you need to be. And since the miss function says they're going to think you're crazy and maybe dangerous too, if you haven't said anything that would make them think you're crazy and dangerous, the move doesn't activate. Mm -hmm. So it requires an amount of truth that there's a risk in doing this move. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, if you could just give them such a shifty answer that you get around, if you have one player forcing another player to answer a question through a mechanical well, that, means. That move is only specifically for NPCs, I think, right? When you tell a normal person the truth, yeah, and yeah. theoretically the rest of the other folks aren't. But I'm, I'm using this as an example to back up another right, thing. Right, 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 sure. So, like, yeah, if you're just telling the cops, hey, there's a lot of danger here, you guys really need to be careful, you should leave. That doesn't tell the cops anything. Yeah. Instead, I agree, you yeah. got to be like, hey, sense. the ghost of Napoleon Bonaparte has come out of the museum and he's doing these things and blah, blah, blah. Because now, if this cop does not believe you, you're an insane person and uh, we need to maybe cuff you till you calm down or we need to see if, like, is this guy on his meds or that kind of thing? Yeah. I remember we, we came to, uh, I don't know, like. Yeah. Not to blow. What's. We, we had some debate. We were blowing over it. each other about it. Yeah. And it was tough to hear what hot. we were saying because we were both blowing each other. The, um, but but I, no. I remember specifically, like, I was like, um, I'm trying not oh, to get too much away. Yeah. The world the world could end now. We should really do this. And you're like, is that really honest, David? Come on. I'm like, the world's going to end? It's pretty honest. I, I'm, in my head, I always felt like it should be more specific to the situation. Sure. Yeah. And when I looked back <laughs> at the move and looked at on a miss, they're going to think you're crazy. Mm hmm. If you just say, like, if you say something too general, they, I, in my opinion, that doesn't activate. So here's how I translate this to our topic about players right. being well, for... With that one, I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree with you and then back you up at the same time. The best way you could do it. This is a Bill Clinton situation. I think that seems like if you... I'm biting my lip and holding up my thumb, but like nice. not in like a... All right. Put that cigar down. Um, hey. If you say um, the world's going to end, you really need to do this. That seems like enough because they could say you're an insane conspiracy theorist. You're stupid. But I think as the the MC or the GM or whatever in this case, I forget what they're called. The keeper. The keeper. The keeper. Um, the keeper in this situation, or in whatever game you're playing, I think it's totally fair. I hopefully I was uh, fair when you brought this up to say like um, that seems okay, but. I kind of want more. Make it more dramatic. Give me more. Give me more. Like uh, I don't know how gener or how uh, nice I was about it, but I'm like, now I'm in in this situation. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like, it's okay to meet the threshold and still, as the the GM or another player, to be like, but can we get more? Mm -hmm. Maybe make it more interesting. That's totally fine. Well, I I brought this up in part because what I was thinking is is my my idea here is if you're 
doing some kind of move that forces another player to answer a question or tell the truth about something. Mm -hmm. And they try to give you one of those very shifty oil executive answers um, (laughs) about how, like, answering the question. I would say, if you wanted to kind of play hardball with it, that if the answer they give does not have any danger to it at all, to you in that situation, mm-hmm. it didn't require them to make a roll at all. Yeah, so they were just uh, giving it to you no matter right, what. Right, yeah, yeah, so if you can just give this shifty-ass answer that um, says, like, well, you know, there are known knowns and unknown unknowns, known and known unknowns, yeah. whatever it is that Donald Rumsfeld said. I love gnomes. Yeah. Wait, what? Sherlock, there are Sherlock gnomes and Sherlock unknowns. Um, if you can give that kind of answer that doesn't really say anything and just moves us to the next question... And goes like, oh, okay, we're all good, right? And then I can kind of walk away. That didn't require the other person to make a roll. This person yeah. made this roll, so inherently, they get more information than that. I think that you'll have players who do not like that. And if you think um, that you're running into those people, a very terrible way to deal with it would be to say, like, okay... Um, write down the full answer to this question on a card. Mm. If they get this roll right, give them the card. That's a terrible way to do All it. Right. Um, but, like, I think the more the truth is better there because in these games, that a, if your game is coming to the characters having this conflict with one another the conflict is interesting. Right. Like, there's a reason that in L5R, the characters, if you have a game where they're in different clans, they're in different clans. Same thing in Vampire the Masquerade. Like, secrets from one another are part of the game, and finding those out is cool. Not finding them out at all is less interesting, and starts to verge into the the do they matter at all. And then if they really don't matter, then... They're just the two pages of backstory you wrote for your character about what he did at home before he became a warrior, and then you're just in a thing fighting goblins, right. and none of that mattered. Yep. Se- several times we've given each other the criticism on, on these recordings. Like, wow, uh, on this very place here. Yeah. Uh, usually, as, as someone running the game, you know, playing the game... You're going to have more information than you'll ever give to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think always just lean on the edge of, uh, or on the side of giving more information than not, like, withholding them, you know? Yeah. If they, if, and I think we're, we're really good, I think. I, I feel like we've definitely edited each other out a lot of, um, oh, this, uh, here, here's the answer to this question. Does that sound okay? And we edit the, does that sound okay out? Mm-hmm. Just we do that all the time. I think in our in our games, um, that's always a good thing to just bring up, especially in these uh, information gathering ones. Like, does that seem fair to you, player? Yes, no. It's totally okay if it doesn't, because yeah. I can give you more. And, and talking that part out, I think we've said in some other GM things is kind of an important aspect. Right. Where you say like, does this seem fair that you like? If the other person seems bothered by it, talking it out works. Because then you can kind of establish, well, they did succeed on that role. Doesn't yeah. it make sense that they got this information? And we're, we're always going to make mistakes. So if the player's like, I feel kind of cheated there. It's like, hmm, okay, well, 
what other information can they give you? Maybe this. And it's totally fine if it's like, I have this other information that doesn't really relate to what you're asking, but I'll just give it to you. And it's always fun to just say, how do you think you get this information yeah. based on what you're asking? And if, and if a player is bothered by it, depending on the kind of player they are. If it's uh, a real asshole. The, the real asshole. Uh, I think the easier thing with players who would honestly be less likely to have a problem <laughs> with it, one of the things you could do is basically say, like, this is part of your character and part of their backstory or part of their big plot isn't getting this out more interesting than having it be hidden to, hidden away. Mm -hmm. Hiding your light under a bushel. Um, right. But yeah, so like there's that aspect. The issue is people who would be swayed by that argument are less likely to have that problem, like have an issue with it. Oh, um, they'd be like okay with it. They'd probably be okay with it from the start. Yeah, that's what I feel it's like important to ask, especially these moves, like does that seem fair? Like is this, this answer that I just gave, is that okay? Like, I feel a lot of people that probably <laughs> wouldn't do it would not speak up, but at least give them the invitation, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Um, I mean, no, yeah. like, I feel I always do that, and no one's ever said, like, that seems really shitty, David. Yeah. But I, 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 I want them to have the opportunity to, we've had, at least. We've had some times where people have just said, I don't like that, or I think that's a bad idea. Uh -huh. um, but... I mean, usually in the recordings that gets cut out, that part, because we're negotiating what the fuck to have it be. Right. But, um... And, and yeah, like, the... Sorry to cut you off, but the, the Powered by the Apocalypse games, impl like, specifically, not implicitly, like, specifically, like, in the rules are, like, this is a conversation. This game is a conversation. Mm -hmm. You should always be talking and negotiating. That's part of the actual rules of playing this game. You're doing it wrong if you're not doing this. And that's, like, a you know, very important for those games, but you can also bring that bit into other games like D&D &D and yeah. other ones. It's it's also, it's like such a good thing to do no matter what. So the tougher one, the tougher crowd, yeah. is the person who, um, we're playing Vampire the Masquerade. I got my whole, right. I got my whole plan, my sneaky plan Fuck to yeah, uh, uh -huh. diablerize so-and-so, and I have to uh, make it seem like, no, 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 the... Tremere made it look like I've diablerized them. I, uh, this person, I never committed diablerie or diablerie. Diablerie. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I, they've got this big plan. They want this hidden. This has been part of this big thing, and they've got several steps forward going from here. And they think they try to give one of those I did not have sexual relations with that woman kind of answers. Um, right. to this question and when you say oh well you know that they're lying they feel that then their whole you're blowing up my fucking spot bro like they feel that that's undercutting them yeah. and that their character especially is well I've got such a high manipulate and I've got such a high blah 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 shouldn't my character who's supposed to be this master sneaky vampire courtier or whatever it might be shouldn't they be able to get away with this stuff um yeah why is why is it that you can just ask me this one question and then and then that blows up my whole plan that was already six game sessions in and i had four more and then i would have become sheriff of nottingham. yeah new nottingham and vampire 2069 this is really tricky because i don't know i feel this is a whole different topic i guess 
not to go off too much, but that's like a dramatic irony versus like um, I don't know, like actual good storytelling, uh, or not verse, but like the same. Um, yeah. So anyway, like dramatic irony, very quickly, you know, of course, but just for anyone at home, like dramatic irony is um, like that that feeling, like the cognitive dissonance of like, oh, I know something's about to happen. But the characters don't know, but I know, and that there's like uh, mm-hmm. some feelings between us because it's like, oh no, don't don't open that door. The Jason's behind it. Jason Voorhees, the knife boy, right? I don't know. Jason Bateman's back there. Oh yeah. God, I haven't seen those movies, but I'm sure they're very scary. Uh, so dramatic irony, like drama, like theater, you know, like the audience versus the the players, the characters, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it, where it comes from. So. Um, yeah, I'm being very pretentious, sorry. No, it's okay, you're just explaining it so much. Sorry. <laughs> you're good. But, like, I feel the dramatic irony is so much better, like, um, instead of shocking us, like, M. Night Shyamalan style, like, um, his, like, the Sha- Shyamalan tw- twist, you know? Um, it's almost like you're expecting it, mm-hmm. and you're just expecting a twist, and then when you get it, usually, when you're expecting a twist for so long, it's like, oh, well, I was expecting something cooler, and it was just this twist, uh, I guess that's... It's still fine, I guess, but you're always let down because you're, everyone's imagination is usually way cooler than anything else that whatever random writer is coming up with. Like, you can come up with 700 different scenarios that, which are really interesting, um, and you have the, the time frame to do it in while you're watching this movie, but, you know, the writer only has one, they're nailed to it. So, I think, I mean, just... I guess my solution to this is like talk to the player. I feel it's way more interesting to be like, "Hey, I think it's good. it's going to be really interesting. I'm I'm going to be like a sneaky motherfucker like vampire and I'm going to try to diablerize you or diablerize like your your master or something. And I'm going to do this whole plot. Like what do you think about that? We're going to am I going to try and trick you? What what are we going to do? And like if they if everyone knows about it at the table, everyone's like expecting it. It's, and you can be kind of a viewer. We were talking about this last time mm-hmm. in one of the other um, jam advice things. Like the audience members can be like, "Whoa, what? Oh, I know that he's gonna so, turn against him. That's so gonna be crazy." Here, here's one. Here's here's two things about that. First of all, to diablerize in Vampire the Masquerade means like to drink that other character's yeah, like soul. Dead. Yeah, they, yeah, they're gonna kill them. Right? Um, not not just kill them, but drink their soul and like consume their soul. Right, yeah. So then it like powers you up extra. So in case anybody was listening and being like, what the fuck? Oh, um, good point, yeah. But the issue here isn't dramatic irony. Because I think if you're all playing at the table, that irony exists, that dramatic irony kind of exists almost implicitly. Because when I'm saying my character does blah, 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 if your character is not in the scene, you don't. your character doesn't know it, but you as the player do. I think what we're, the bigger issue is, when one character is questioning another character. So they already know. So now it's not going to be dramatic irony. So the now players is. know. The, the players already know. Right, the player already knows this. The character's right. asking the other okay. character. I think my argument was against those like those groups, and there's a lot of groups that do this, where it's like, all right, Austin, let me, let's talk out, out yeah. in the backyard, I, actually, I guess. I think sometimes that's kind of cool. I hate that. Um, but but totally for, fair. It's, it's also just kind of too much of a pain in the ass to do to be like hold on every time you're gonna do another yeah. scene like just by yourself we have to do like I think that's kind of lame I think um, it, yeah so my exactly. the thing that I'm dealing with here is 
I know um, that you're the one who burned down this building and blamed it on these other people. Mm-hmm. Now my character is finally has a reason to suspect it and questions you directly. And I made this move, and I made the role, and it says you're supposed to answer this question correctly. And you give me that sneaky-ass answer where I could be inclined to say, like, oh, that it just led me astray. How do you deal with the person who is like, oh, well, this is part of my big plot. Like, once that's there, then my character entirely crumbles away. I have uh, I have my answer to this, and it's not great, so I just wanted to see your, your answer to this. If they're basically like, once this gets discovered, this character's kind of ruined, and it'll ruin my fun as a player of this game to have my masterful schemes fall apart. I don't know. I feel like it would be... Like part of the question ask asker, you know, um, person to be like, I'm not going to try to ruin this person's character. Like I know this plot, I'm gonna do something interesting with it, you know? Instead of I'll just ring a bell in the town square and say that this plot like I feel like my um Tayo in L five R had like a bunch of plots going and I was not having any secrets at the table at least. Like Oh, I'm making these little dinner plans to really get you on my side. Every character that I ever did, like I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> in sequential, um, like I had everyone at my dinner at some point. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get you on my side, and then we're really gonna have a coalition and really go against these people and be really corrupt and yeah, fuck them up, get all the drugs or whatever we were doing. It was a while ago, but uh, at the table at least I was very open with that, but. Um, I don't know if... I feel um, Brandon's character was definitely like, oh, I'm going to find your plot out. And I feel he did, right? And was that what led to... I? It was a while ago, too, so... Yeah, that game That game had a, had a situation where I think maybe the players were not interested in... At least the other players were not interested in, and possibly even you as well, as much <laughs> character, like, inter-character conflict. Right. And so when some of these things were revealed, you guys... You guys did your best to back away from too much conflict mm. with one another. I feel um, uh, Brandon and my character were the were clo- like close to, I, if, I, if not, yeah, that we came blows. I kind of forget. Yeah, Again, I, it was no, a I, couple I, years I agree, ago. I agree with that, but I think a failing of mine was to not push that conflict hmm. and to put you hmm. in a situation where it was like, no, this has to be addressed in some kind of way. You guys either have to bury the hatchet. Or use it to kill one another. Like yeah. those are your, those are your options. There are characters who are showing up and they're insisting one of these things goes on. Yeah, I feel it ended with like we're keeping our eye on each other. Right, and that and that was unfortunate because it oh, yeah. was like our big resolution is status quo. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, exactly. Kind yeah. of was a little. Yeah. But, okay. That but, makes sense. So if I, now I kind of want to go back and listen to like how Weasley was I when they were asking hey, me. Hey, it'll things. be the first person who listened. No, um, there you go. The, I listened at the time. I think that the the crappy answer to my question of if there's a person who thinks by you revealing my plan, by you discovering my plan, it will ruin my time in this game. It'll ruin my fun as a player for this to go on. My mm-hmm. fun is dependent on my schemes being so awesome. Mm-hmm. A, I would say... 
one person knowing your schemes does not ruin them. In fact, now it provides you the challenge of how do you deal with somebody knowing those schemes and still continue the schemes or alter them or deal with the leak, the loose yeah. end, how was it tied up? Like that kind of a deal. Like, okay, well now here's something that's more interesting, the kind of stuff that you would see in a thriller, um, the kind of shit that happened in House of Cards and Game of Thrones constantly. Plus, yeah. there might be boobs. Um, Thank God. The, the, uh, but I think that's one way to deal with it. Another way to deal with it, which is kind of is not going to be all too fun, is well, the other person at the table is in this situation, their character is about trying to find this information. Mm -hmm. And by telling them they can't find any of this, it totally takes away what the hell they're doing. So you've got this big, con this big elaborate scheme and plot and conspiracy that you've planned out. You've got these machinations that you've set up. If someone else discovers them, that's going to ruin your fun. Well, if part of what they're doing is trying to discover those things by you saying, no, 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 you can't ever do that. That's essentially us playing Monopoly and saying, well, I can't ever right. have to pay for exactly, things. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think there will still be people who that still bothers them, but those folks oh, are just, in that case, it's, it sucks, but that's, that's kind of a shitty way to do things. Yeah, I mean, I feel I'm guilty of that every time we played Apocalypse World. I don't think we've ever recorded Apocalypse World. No, we've not. But uh, every time we played it, uh, when I've ran it, it's totally different. But when I've played it, I think every time I've accidentally had, like, a character that's uh, accidentally, I say in quotes, um, that has, like, a mastermind plan. And I'm like, yes, I will make this perfect world. This is great. N nothing will ever change this. Perfect. And um, players, like, wildly, like, get in the middle of it and, like, mess it up. And I'm like, god damn it, this motherfucker. And I, yeah. there'll, there'll be some bleed, for sure. I've had several characters, I'm like, this will be perfect, and then people mess it up, and and I, I'll get like, like have some bleed, and like where you start to get angry yeah. when your character, like, yeah, the bleed of angry. like the character or the the yeah the character getting upset and the player getting upset bleeding over. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so mad at these people; they're messing up my perfect utopia, and like that's kind of the fun though. But it, like, I think the way to diffuse that is to just have conversations. Like, I think all these stupid things that we're doing, mm -hmm. these really good, very informative things we're doing, um, just talk to people. I think you could be like, hey, this is like my mastermind plot. Like, are you, like if you expose this, it's really going to mess with my character, other player. Like, uh, how can I make you not do that, man? Like, <laughs> I feel like you can just have a conversation with the, the actual yeah. player instead of the character, you know? Right. I feel I, that's the way you do it, yeah. I guess. No, I didn't do that in those other situations. That's probably why it messed with me. But uh, I, I agree. And I think some of, some of what you'll have to come down to, though, is also saying, like, well, if the risk of exposure of these secrets is not there, mm -hmm. then they're not really conspiracies. Yeah. And, and so, like, in order to be a mastermind plot that's operating in the shadows, you have to have things stay in the shadows and if yeah. they don't if there's no way for them to get exposed then it doesn't matter like what you're doing then you're not a mastermind 
Yeah. You're, you're just, it's just going along as, as everybody, and I think everything's fine. to be clear in those other Apocalypse World ones, when I had a mastermind plot, and if I were having that conversation with the other player, and they're like, oh, I've, I'm going to expose your thing, like, I feel there, was, there would be no, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I don't think there's a way yeah. for it to, like, I was trying to get to a status quo, and I think that's the, that's like a bad decision on my part. Like, you're trying to get to a status quo in an Apocalypse World game where the whole point is there's no status quo. And I think I was just approaching yeah. the game wrong, so that's, a, like, a different kind of thing. But And the Elfavara was trying to do the same thing, which is a wrong-headed way to do it. But I think if you're a person who views the exposure of whatever you're doing as the same as, like, character death, we're like, okay, mm. this character's gone. You can't have this character anymore because this secret's been exposed. If you're viewing it like that, I think that's the wrong way to view it. And so it right. is incumbent on you as the person running the game, the dungeon master, the GM, the keeper, the MC, whatever the hell, it's incumbent on you to make it clear to the person that if this gets exposed, the character is not done. You being exposed in this way, the character can keep going and it might be interesting to see where you go from here because now it's been known that you're doing this thing and that's interesting. Or um, while someone's trying to expose you, how do you discredit what they're saying and make people not believe them? And that's the kind of stuff that, especially House of Cards, I feel the whole show was a lot, of, it dealt with that basically every episode of just Kevin Spacey being like, how do I keep these here secrets I do declare? Yeah. This dog, I'm gonna stomp him good. I think it's a it's a really important lesson to learn. Like, like I didn't learn this until. Have I learned it yet? Who knows? But um, I've never like, learned a thing in my life. Never have, never will. But like uh, your character, even your NPCs, if you're running it, like your character, your NPCs' goals getting met, is not the same as like drama. Yeah. Like having them mess up on their goals mm -hmm. is usually way more dramatic. Like, don't force these goals so hard, and don't be so attached to them. Right. Like, let them fall apart. Just let them, let them here's, fall. That's way more interesting, usually. Here's here's a shitty D&D uh, &D example of this that I think a person who'd actually be bothered by this would never buy, so maybe it's useless. No. But um, you've, you've built up this big scheme, this big um, elaborate plan. Yeah. And if your elaborate plan gets exposed, that ruins your fun totally, and this game's no longer any good. I mean, that would be almost the equivalent of, well, my character's the badass fighter. If my character gets knocked out in a fight, well, I'm the badass fighter. This has ruined my fun. Right. But you're not a badass if you can never get knocked down. Then it's, then it's not been an actual fight or at any right. point. Like, if there's, yeah. if there's no risk of this happening, then there's, there's nothing there. Like, it's, if you are assured of victory, if you're assured of success, if failure is taken off as an option you lose some of that drama. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a really good way to say it, for sure. Maybe people who are just like extremely into capitalism are just very into drama. Maybe that's their issue. What? <laughs> Maybe that's the deal. They're like, oh, we can't have any kind of social safety net because it won't be as dramatic. <laughs> people have to be able to be Bezos or be in the fucking gutter. That's, those are, it's so much more dramatic. You go to the, go into space or you- You know what? A D20 is the American dream. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for joining us here on This American Dice for some more GM advice about truth 
in gaming. Austin and David will be back next week for some more GM advice, this time talking with you about types of characters. Some do's and some don'ts. Act 1, do's. Act 2, don'ts. See you next week on this American Dice. Sit down with Austin and Davis and Davis.